We're going to our event. We're going to see a concert. And we're going to see Metallica live. Now, yeah, I totally tricked my wife. You know, I, I played the slow song. Oh, I like that song. It's not so scary. Yeah, see? They changed. They evolved. <laughs> so we get to the show, all right? And we get there. We sit out. I forget. I'm, I'm domesticated now. She's like, is there a brochure? I'm like, all right. <laughs> We're looking around the stadium, brochure, whatever. Now, here's when you know you're too old to be going to concerts. First of all, the name of the bands is already a tragic mistake. Here's the opener. So you ready for this? Just the names. Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Okay. All right. Did you hear? All right. You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They, they are, that was the scariest time of my life when the Slayer fans showed up. That's the first time I feared my own race. I'm not even kidding you. I feared my own race. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. Right before Slayer came out, someone came out and... <laughs> they came out of nowhere, under the ground, tattooing their faces. Slayer! Slayer! We're here to witness Slayer! And I'm, I'm hovering my wife, like, everything's gonna be okay. We're only gonna be on for like 15 minutes. be safe so Slayer's about to go on right before Metallica the lights go out <clears throat> now I forget I'm domesticated so when the lights go out of show I still get that giddy feeling <laughs> oh, show starting <laughs> cause I'm used to you know beauty and me <laughs> why are they so mean to the beast they don't get better daddy So, <laughs> so the lights go out, and I hear, and I, is there a train coming? And I turn around, and there's about 500 Slayer fans, and they're heading right for the stage, and they're not using the aisles to get there. are being flung, people flying up in the air. And I looked at my wife like, every man for himself. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Rocket. I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. 
Does this mean we're not friends anymore? With you on the Metal Town Radio podcast with another episode of Classic Reflections. Here with my co host, DJ Neko, of course. That's me. And uh, it's been a little while since we've done this, so uh, kind of glad to get back on the wagon here. We've been debating different albums to try to do, and now we're back on track. Gonna start out doing uh, King Diamond's Them. This Wanna- is Classic Reflections. Yep. Uh, clearly my favorite uh, record from King Diamond. Hers is, of course, Abigail, which is still a strong and great album. Um, and we may end up doing that down the road as well. But uh, I remember the first time that I ever... Like, I heard King Diamond, the family ghost off Abigail on MTV uh, a couple years prior to really knowing much about King Diamond other than the fact that he was in Merciful Fate. But uh, when Z-Rock in Colorado... Um, was going on back in the late 80s uh it gave me a chance to kind of hear a lot of different metal bands that i hadn't previously heard because i was still very much in the hard rock hair rock scene and so i remember when this record got released uh, the first track that i heard was invisible guess and i immediately fell in love with that song and and every time they would play like twilight symphony or welcome home from the record i just like i had to get this record like it's amazing and at the time i didn't even know that it was a concept album. Like, I did not even realize that much about his solo stuff. And so... Um, it's one thing I love about King Diamond, um, and he's said it in multiple interviews, He he he's writing a story. He's not writing an album. He's writing a story, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, in my, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and he, he continues to do it now. He has other albums here and there that aren't so much concept records, but... Uh, generally the ones that are generally like some of his best so whenever he's putting forth the effort with uh concept uh, record in story form it's usually a pretty good solid record i know he's got a new one that's supposed to come out sometime this year it's been a long time coming i know he's been getting older and of course touring is not the best for him because you know he deals with back problems and health issues but uh, I think, you know, even if he just does, like, studio stuff and gets records out there, I think he'll keep uh, the King Diamond fandom, you know, wanting more and more, at least, you know, while he's still with us, which hopefully is a good long time yet. But Yeah, I'm always wanting more and more from King Diamond. I, I... It gets tougher, though, because these guys like Ozzy, Rob Halford and such, they're all getting older, so it's harder to kind of 
keep up the energy and the vocals to be able to, like King's vocals are very unique to himself. Mm -hmm. So to be able to pull off those operatic high voice pitches and stuff like that can be a little bit taxing. So I'm sure uh, whatever they're doing in terms of this new record, they're taking their time with it, making sure he's he's okay and all that other stuff. So uh, I'm excited to hear it, but I'm excited to kind of get into this record. Um, it's a great record. It's a horror story based upon uh, King Diamond as a kid. And, um, you know, he's going back home. Or I should say he's, his grandma's coming back home uh, to, with his mother and his sister, Missy. <laughs> Me. Yep. And, uh, you know, this story is basically how he finds out that his grandmother is like a witch and communicates with uh, entities, uh, ghosts or whatever. And that's sort of like a horror story, how it unfolds, like uh, her giving blood uh, sort of to give power to herself and to these entities that are part of her life and somehow would become a horror or a, an issue for him and his family because like they start to it's like you know a witch would try in this case their grandmother would use her daughter the mother uh, as a as a, a vessel it's like a vessel yep. yeah so yeah so it, it goes in some some pretty horrific horrific areas and like uh, you turn this into a movie you are make a great movie mm -hmm. great movie you did it right um but yeah there's like the the issue with the sister that we'll be talking about like there's like a very it, back when i was 18 i mean when just reading it off the the inlay of the tape like you know uh, i was reading that story and i'm like wow that is scary as fuck like in the way that king's able to convey these thoughts is pretty fucking amazing so what we're going to do is, because um, he does have stuff in here that's more like um, narrations as well as uh, uh, instrumental. Now, the instrumental, uh, we'll, later on, we'll just go ahead and listen to it and then talk about it. But the narrations, I've got, you know, obviously this opening one before, before Welcome Home. And then there's two at the end that will that pretty much will close out the show. But... Uh, we won't worry about talking about the narrations too much, otherwise, and otherwise that they are just setting up our first song. Yeah, like basically. the theme. Yep, gives you kind of like a spooky backdrop. Right. So um, the narration for the opening is called "Out from the Asylum," and then it's followed by uh, the song "Welcome Home," which is opens up. So here we go.
what Mother says. Now you be good to Grandma. And remember, she's been away on a long vacation. That goes for you too, King. And stop playing that thing. You answer the door.
I was just kind of talking to DJ Anubis uh, offside about this song because they use this in Clerks a lot. And Clerks too. Yeah. Clerks too. And that whole second half of the song is like where they always started. Like the. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's always fun too. Like that's one of the better, probably the best movie of the series, even though the first one's like a classic. You talk to a lot of people, the second one even holds like a higher regard. Uh, the third one was good, but it's much different than the rest of them. It was and, too sad for Yeah, you. too sad. Uh, but the second one is just hysterical. But the fact that, you know, uh, Jason Mewes is <laughs> jamming fucking this album a lot and that particular song, like, is great. It's just fabulous. But uh, at the time that they wrote this record, the lineup at the time was, of course, King on vocals. Uh, Andy LaRock on guitars. He's been pretty much a staple with uh, King Diamond throughout the years. Uh, Pete Black on guitars, and then Hal Patino on bass, and Mickey D on drums. So, uh, some of those guys I think have been on a few albums with King throughout the years, but there might have been some lineup changes here and there. Um, One thing you have to remember as a listener: um, King is not always speaking from first-person perspective. He's speaking as them he's speaking as grandma if grandma speaks he's so sometimes when you read the lyrics or hear the lyrics throughout the song it's not just like coming straight from king's mouth it's it's a literary narration right best way to put it and if uh obviously if you're someone who's never actually heard this record and you wanted to follow along with uh dark uh darklyrics.com they actually have the entire record with the lyrics that are in order of the song so should you listen to this podcast and you think you want to just kind of listen to the read the lyrics while their songs are playing uh that i would recommend that you know i would too because sometimes it's hard to adjust like let's say if you're just new to metal and you know like the most basic bands like Corn or whatever, and you're trying to get into some heavier stuff. You know stuff. what? Just because Corn is basic doesn't mean that they're not awesome. Well, that's not my point. The point is, is like I remember the first time I heard Slayer, I didn't really understand what they were saying, so it took a while to learn to kind of hear adjust them. to what's going on. Same with death metal and black metal, you have to kind of adjust to what you're hearing and understand like what they're saying. So. King has one of those voices, especially when he starts going to high pitch. Uh, you don't necessarily totally understand what he's saying unless you're reading it. So, so yeah, Welcome Home is basically uh, King and the family uh, welcoming Grandma back home to the house. And they're setting up her room, the rocking chair. Yeah, up in the attic that's been locked up for so long. Right. <laughs> and apparently that's where these uh, entities have been that's hanging out. But uh, now the invisible invisible guest, which was which the song is his that, like uh, favorite. Yeah. yeah, this is my tune here. Uh, this is where like King starts to investigate late night with Grandma and seeing what's going on and discovering that Grandma's making tea and that she uses human blood that's in it, like whether from her mother or her daughter or whatever. And so this kind of opens up King's eyes like, what the hell's going on? Like, there's some weird shit going on, but I'm interested. You know, it's like King's got this little bit of a dark side to himself. Speaking to no one. Right. <laughs> so here we go with uh, track two. This is The Invisible Guest. <laughs>
right. There you have it. Track two, The Invisible Guest. We just had a classic Anubis and Neko <laughs> jam, jam session. session. <laughs> Although we couldn't figure out who was playing what. We had to like take turns. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> we both can't be playing drums. <laughs> so now we move on to track three, uh, T, four. which is a four, excuse me. Well, I don't really count the narratives, but as far as music's concerned, the third musical scene uh, song and then fourth on track. Um, this is called T, and this is basically it's now where Grandma knows that King is alerted to her secret, so to speak, and then now she's going to kind of try to incorporate him into the cult or whatever, the cult of Grandma. <laughs> well, this sounds kind of like a fucking hereditary. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe that's where Aster got his ideas. Who knows? Maybe he is a King Diamond fan. Uh-oh. Yeah, right. Now I got to look this up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, here's basically the track that uh, has her coming to fetch King at night and show him and to show him the wonders of the House of Amon. I can show you the and world. And how witchcraft works and whatnot. So, this is called T.
There you have it. Tea. It's time for tea. So, do you agree with me that this album sounds like the movie Hereditary? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm about to look it up online to see. Or Hereditary sounds like this album. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm about to try and do a little deep diving to see if if the director and writer happened to be a King Diamond fan because... Or at all motivated in some way. Now, granted, the movie Hereditary, the main god that they were after was Paimon, but... Kind of like Amon? Yeah, so... <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, obviously, the when it comes to witchcraft, it all kind of falls a certain type of logic or way that they conduct business. So even, like, the movie The Witch, you know, there's always, like, kids blood and stuff that would make a witch younger and stuff like that so there's always like you know mythology behind witchcraft and whatnot yeah i mean like look at something as simple as the movie hocus pocus which is a disney movie right and it was all about children Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah totally uh so as we get into track five mother's getting weaker uh we now see uh where grandma in order to and for king himself as there's you know, they're enjoying the tea, uh, the, sort of this ecstasy, they call it, um, being basically high on this tea. Uh, there is, like, uh, a consequence Special of it. Special tea. Yeah, very consequence to it. And my grandma's been draining mother of her blood in order to get the tea and make it. Well, grandma's pissed off that she had to go on vacation. Yeah. So yeah she hasn't been mommy, very happy. And so mommy that's... sent her on vacate her special vacation. Right. So like, you know, and, and grandma and they are very uh, upset and will make things right. Mm-hmm. So to speak. So here we go with uh, track five mothers getting weaker. <laughs> Mother's 
hate you. <laughs> so yeah, so now we have where in the story Missy, the sister, has noticed mom being weak, and so she's trying to get help. She's trying to get King to help her get help by calling and getting on the phone, but King is still very much... Uh, he's enamored on, with this whole... Yeah, he's, he's still under the influence and the spell of, the, of them and of Grandma. The ecstasy, right. And so as we move into track six, uh, Bye Bye Missy. Bye Bye Me. We're going to uh, dive more into Missy trying to step in and stop what's going on, but, you know, it's Grandma gonna... and them are going to put a halt to that and... Uh, yeah, this is a turning point with the family. Obviously, there's going to be some craziness that happens, but we'll talk a little bit when the song's done. But track six, Bye Bye Missy. Bye Bye Missy.
So one thing I love about King Diamond, besides he's King Diamond, is when he's singing, he completely takes the character of whoever he is singing for. Right, right. So, like, he'll change his voice or he'll do, like, a little ha-ha-ha, bye-bye, like, all those little things. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a little frog in my throat. Um, They, they really add to the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, he's taking on the mannerisms of King, Grandma's mother, and Missy, of course, there by imitating what she's saying here and there. And so that leads us to track seven, A Broken Spell, where Missy's been taken by them uh, to somewhere. And then in this song, uh, King is able to get out of the house and somehow gets out of the cloud of uh, uh, Of influence. Right. And he's able to set himself apart and get broken of the spell. And then, like, he starts realizing what's happening that now, oh, shit, you know, what are they doing with Missy? And then they're coming after him. So now now he's, like, the target of everything. And so... Because he's young. Yep. So they, they, you know, now the the ghost and grandma, they want to make sure that they're keeping King either under the influence or they're going to just take him, you know, destroy him like they do Missy and Mother. So... Uh, This is track seven, A Broken Spell.
Shit's turning up. It's getting crazy now. So, yeah, now we're seeing, like, a, a turn in the story. Like, I, um, I was saying while we were listening to it, I was like, yeah, this really, the way that the music changed yep. kind of, like, creates... So once he had clear head and atmosphere. perspective, is different, yeah. And, you know, the acoustic kicks in. He's seeing things differently. Now he knows, like, his sister's gone and his mother's probably gone, too. And now he's, like, ready to confront Grandma because he feels like he's been used. And so... I think uh, he knows he's being used yeah, for, his, for his youth because they always need youth. Witches always need youth to create their spells, to, yep. to like, carry them out. So I, what I'm gathering from all of this is he's the youngest, right? Right? No, he's, no, she was younger than. Or him. she was younger yeah. than him. Okay, but still, they're they're kids. So, Missy, at least I think so because well, maybe she might be older. Because, but the way that he describes it sometimes, uh, you know, poor little girl. So I mean, she is a poor little girl. She's still a child. I mean, it could it could have been around the same age. I always assumed that King was younger here, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe he is a little bit older. I don't know, but. No, I thought he was the youngest and she was older no, she, than him. No, she would have to be younger because she said at one point, Grandma's like, well, she's too young anyway, so we'll just get rid of her. That's that's basically okay. So Okay. So King's definitely got to be older here. Uh, yeah, so uh, track eight now, as we go into the accusation chair, he's definitely going to go and confront Grandma and, you know, try to stop them, her and them. Them. Yeah, them. Them is... Them's... Them's. He's, he's taking it to them. <laughs> I I always like how it's so ambiguous. Them, mm -hmm. they, there, like, but they they make it. They King makes them, they, there. Like if you're looking at the lyrics, it's them is always kind of like large. Like it's it's all capitalized, and then it's like quotations, and I I I don't know. I've always liked how King Diamond can, his album is a story. His album is something that you could turn into a movie. Like, this should be a movie. It's, I swear to God, I, I, I know Hereditary has borrowed from this movie because I haven't listened to this and read the lyrics front to back in a long time. And as things are happening, I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because, like, like I said, witchcraft is so broad and there's they usually... Follows yeah, but weren't they drinking tea and everything in Hereditary? Like, yeah, but that might be a part of like. There's probably other movies. Okay, or... we're watching Hereditary after this. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying is like, there's probably even older movies before even that King might have been influenced by in terms of like, you know, back from the 70s that might have dealt with the same topics. Suspiria. Yeah, exactly, and mm -hmm. they drank tea, mm -hmm. so. So Suspiria could very easily be a very big influence on this record, um, and I never really considered that but yeah that's a huge one because uh, that's a big favorite among metal fans in general so all right well yeah so the accusation chair king is gonna uh confront grandma and what is he gonna do with her we wonder so let's find out mm.
right. All right. Yeah, so shit's getting deep now. King has killed Grandma. He's been, uh, he's not returning to the home because he is, he does you know, fear them. You know, shit's getting, it's not good. Yeah, the spirits are very angry with him right now, but at the same time, I think they may still want to claim him, but certainly they're very mad. They, they wanted Grandma. Uh... I initially, I was just going to do uh, a, a comment on the next track, which was an instrumental, but I think I'm going to use that as the opening to the next one after that because it's kind of short anyway. What I what I really liked, though, about this last track, um, again, King is just masterful with taking... The voices. The voices, the... And making you feel it. Like, like that's the thing, like... One, you know how like you read a book and you're kind of imagining you're creating this world that the book is giving you. Well, it's one thing you say you like because because we read sometimes we haven't done this in a while but we'll read together and he he always jokes because like when I read I really get into it I'm, I'll start like doing voices and stuff and he's like the way that you you read is exactly the way I'd want to hear it inside my head because I just I get into it so if you're you know this song the accusation chair when you if you would read it i would be like oh i was lying see the look in their eyes yeah and that's the thing like uh you know whether you're reading a book or you know even when you watch a movie like sometimes i'll watch a movie uh and i'll reimagine a scene or an entire plot like i'll say well i wish it kind of went this way it did this um but what's cool about this is even when i was just listening to this with headphones this album like just listening to it, it it did play like a movie or a book, so it was really cool. So, when was the first time that you you heard this album? Because I'm gonna be frankly honest, you know, I didn't know about King Diamond until I met you in 2002. Well, I, I heard Invisible Guest a year it was released, so that's when I bought it. it was 88, so that was when I got it. God, I'm I'm a late bloomer here <laughs> with King Diamond. But um. Yeah, so the next two tracks, uh, track nine is them. It's instrumental, and it's basically where the, the the spirits are like, you know, they're kind of taunting King a little bit. He's at, they know he's not in the house. He's outside, but they're waiting. So they're like, come back in, come yeah, back in. We're going to fuck your day up. But Twilight Symphony track 10, we now have some issues because the police have shown up and Dr. Lando, who uh, is part of the mental ward, probably initially coming to check on Grandma, <laughs> find yeah. out that grandma's dead mama's dead and missy's dead and king is by himself so now without the spirits being able to be seen uh king is going to start taking the blame here he's really like, it was them it was them All right so yeah this is shit's going to get real for him and uh again twilight was like the second single that i heard from the record on z-rock and so initially uh, immediately grabbed my attention so i had to get this album like in a hurry so here's them, and then followed by Twilight Symphony.
Obviously, King uh, was in a mental institution ward for a while, and as he got a little older, he was heading back to the house and uh, basically warning Grandma he's coming back. So he apparently felt that even though Grandma was dead, that he'd probably end up seeing her anyway. Of uh, course. Since he already, already kind of saw the Invisible Ones, Invisible Guests at one point. And uh, th- th- this album just is so amazing, top to bottom, like, the musicianship, the vocal work, the lyrical content. Uh, it's what makes this album so special to me uh, and to a lot of King Diamond fans uh, overall. Uh, it's certainly probably like one of the best, if not the best, in his catalog. Um, I kind of like a lot to Voodoo, which came out in 97, which uh, also a very great back uh, run back to uh, concept records for uh, King. And I'm a puppet master. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm still eagerly waiting his new one. Now, the last two tracks uh, will be our last one, so we're going to be stopping any kind of talk from here on out. But uh, both narrations, the first one, Coming Home, is basically King returning to the house. Now, the final one, Phone Call, this actually was a bonus track. And I can't remember if it were initially appeared. Um, I want to say... Either I, I had to look up the history on that one, but I basically phone calls like a setup for the following album, Conspiracy. So oh yeah, I love Conspiracy. Yeah, Conspiracy is a great record too, and that was sort of like the the setup for that record. And one thing, sorry, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Like the one thing I 
the one thing I love about King Diamond, <laughs> the many things I love about King Diamond um, is his I, I love theatrics. Uh -huh, so it was uh -huh. very easy for me to become a King Diamond fan, even in 2002, when I never heard of King Diamond, when as soon as he presented King Diamond to me, DJ Nubis, I was hooked because King Diamond, he takes his concepts, he changes his makeup and everything for each album. So uh, Conspiracy is one of my favorite King Diamond looks, like mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the makeup and stuff. So that, yeah, Mwah, shift kiss, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I caught King during 97 for the Voodoo Tour, and, you know, he had, like, stage theatrics. He had a, a, like, I think it was when he was singing Eye of the Witch, uh, had a chick up there on a burning steak and stuff like that. So, uh, he was very good at doing stuff like that. We saw him again probably 2015. Um, it was after we saw Ghost. So that's right. And I was really time. pissed off because he didn't sing Abigail, but he was getting ready to go on tour to do the he didn't entire. Sing Invisible Guest either. He was really. No, I thought he did sing Invisible Guest, but nope. he didn't sing Abigail. He sang Welcome Home. But, oh, yeah, uh, he sang. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, he has so much in his catalog that you just kind of at risk for whatever they feel like playing. Now, he did end up doing a tour a year later for just the Abigail album, which we couldn't make. Because they were, I mean, it I was up it was in Philadelphia. It, it was Philadelphia. It wasn't terribly far away. We just, we just couldn't make it. Yeah. So, basically, now here is the last two narrations. Uh, again, thank you all for listening to this. Um, if you got any comments, let us know how you feel about the record. What's your favorite parts of it? Tell us what you love about King Diamond besides everything. Yeah, what albums are your favorite? I mean, I'd love to hear from you all. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content. We give you a lot of different stuff thrown at you, uh, whether it's movie trailers, reviews. Uh, We're getting ready to watch a movie we haven't seen yet, so yeah, we might so, be doing a little review about um, that yeah, tomorrow. I'm hoping that it's good enough. I'll do a review for it. Uh, it's Thanksgiving by Eli Roth, who usually puts out some pretty... Grotesque stuff. So we're really into the grotesque. The grotesque. The grotesque. Grotesque. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for supporting this channel. Uh, we do love you here at Metal Town Radio. So uh, if you have, uh, like, even though I'm pretty aware of a lot of bands and albums, if you have a concept album from a band uh, that I may not have heard of, feel free to uh, give me some recommendations. Absolutely. To check out. We're, you know, Always when you hear that shit. I had a blind spot for King Diamond, yeah. you know, we could have blind spots out there. And sometimes I'm trying to think of one of our biggest blind spots was actually Ghost before Ghost became yeah, gigantic. The first record, I didn't really understand what they were doing. They came to MDF and I know my friend Jason, uh, who's actually got a metal project of his own going on right now, but... He was there to see them specifically, and like I'm like I, I don't get it, dude. I don't understand their concept or anything. And then when they released Infestus and uh, the second record, I finally got it. I was like, oh, this is a classic rock like throwback type of thing that they're doing here. And they're very into like they were very theatrics. Yeah, the theatrics and also like the Catholicism. Yeah. So like I was I was like taking all of their Echo immersed herself yeah, in virtually like, every record, everything apart. Because I grew up Catholic, and I'm like, oh, I know what they're referencing here. And he's like, how did you even know that? I was like, well, like, back in Catholic school, we learned about this and blah, blah, blah. And so, honestly, sometimes, even though we try to stay on top of things. Yeah, there's still a lot of bands. Well, I've look at us with, with you, Saul. 
who are they? They, the band, they. Well, I never saw them well, well, live, but you yeah. You heard them, right. and I never heard them. I had never heard, I hate, they are the band, they. It's called, their band's called they. They, like <laughs> the pronoun they. Yeah. And I had not heard that album, and we were doing a classic Reflections because they were one of DJ Anubis's top albums. So when I'm listening to it, I was like, dude. I can see what they're doing here and they're taking the, and when we interviewed them they're like we were we you guys got it you totally understood what we right. were trying to do and I'm like yes you guys were amazing. And Neko was a big part of that cuz like up, up to that point I had not been able to find really any information on them. But I'm a really good so Facebook she, yeah. stalker. So she was scouring the web, Facebook and social media and she found them and they responded after listening to our podcast uh this particular show so you can actually hear that's the first one we ever did for Classic Reflections. And then I think they were like the first like real like interview band interview outside of like No Moss and them that we've done before, but uh, video wise they were the first one to kind of do that. With and they us. were awesome. Yeah, they were really cool guys. They actually, have another album out that came out in twenty twenty one, I believe, or twenty twenty two. We're gonna have to get them back on. They're so much fun. Yeah, they are really nice dudes and like very talented. Like, trust me, if you like a mixture of like. Prague Psychedelic, death, um, um, a little bit, like they mix a lot, a lot of classic rock. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain what they do because they're they are um, they're very purposeful in how they arrange their a lot albums. of different influences. Yeah, like everything. So was if you're beautiful. into that kind of stuff, I would check it out. It's in our our YouTube list, so be sure. All right, well, thanks again, and then here's the last two tracks, and we will see you next time. Peace, love, recycle. Yeah, later. this it's your grandmother <laughs> you, you're dead in a way now listen are you still there I, I, i'm still here grandma yes Bitch! <laughs>